What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the All Out Blitz podcast with Jeff. And Brady. And before we even get into it, I know it's Tuesday. Yeah. February 2nd, 2021. We did not put a second episode out last week because of two major reasons. One is we lost internet for a couple days. Yeah. So there was no point of doing anything. And we, <laughs> so we couldn't we do were, anything. And we were planning on going to record yeah. lost internet, so lost we couldn't do it. For days. Yeah. And, uh, and then the last couple of days here, we've been dealing with about two feet of snow. So between work, trying to shovel out from underneath that nonsense uh, and other stuff. That's why we're back today. But yeah. don't get me wrong. It's Super Bowl week. Yes. We have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Five more sleeps. Yeah. Five more sleeps until Super Bowl Sunday, which is phenomenal because I think it's going to be a phenomenal football game. Yep. Before we get into talking game, because we're going to do this episode, we're going to do one more at the end of the week. And then, of course, at one at the end of the end of the week, we'll make our pick. But let's start off with a little "Did you know?" Yeah. Alrighty. So, did you know that Jack Shapiro is the shortest NFL player in NFL history at five one? That's a tiny man. I know I'm taller than him. I hope he was a running back because he would just duck under everybody. Just <laughs> crawl under him. Can you imagine getting behind like a big line, sitting at the one yard line? You yeah. send in Mighty Mouse, yeah. and he just, behind the line, you can't even see him, and he just yeah. goes for every once. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, number two, Richard, I think it's pronounced Slay, is the tallest NFL player at seven foot. Gosh. It's like Shaq. That's a massive man right there. Hope he played quarterback. I don't know. Keep going. I'll check. All right. Now, did you know that Aaron Gibson is the heaviest NFL player at 410 pounds? Who was that? Aaron Gibson. Okay. He was a lineman. Um, number four, Darren Sproles is the lightest NFL player at 190 pounds. Yes, I remember that. He was fun to watch, man. He was electric. Mm. Finally, did you know that Marcus Allen is the youngest NFL player to win Super Bowl MVP at age 23? Yeah, Mahomes just missed it. Yeah. Just missed it. Uh, what'd you say that guy's name was? Richard Slay? Uh, yes. It's it's spelled like Darius Slay? Uh, no. How is it spelled? It's spelled like S Like Slay Bell? Like S-L-I-G-H. Played for the Raiders. Good for them. He was a defensive tackle. He's a big fella. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Seven-footer. That's nuts. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit of news. Why don't we? Big news. Big news. Big trade. Big trade. Between the Lions and the Rams. <laughs> yep. The Detroit Lions traded for Matthew Stafford. No, no, no the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford. I know. You just I'm just trying to joke around a little bit. They should have traded for Matthew Stafford because the Lions gave up, oh my gosh, so much, I feel, to be honest with you. Um, the Rams have a new quarterback in Matthew Stafford. The Lions have a new quarterback in Jared Goff. The Rams, along with sending Jared Goff to the Lions, also sent a third-round pick this year. Yep. And then a first-round pick for the next two years. Mm -hmm. 
So for 2021, a third-round pick and Jared Goff, essentially. 2022, they get the first-rounder. 2023, they get the Mm first-rounder. And then all the Rams got in trade was Stafford. Yeah. So the Lions, I honestly feel, really won. (laughs) They they did. And I love Matthew Stafford. I do not think Jared Goff is that great of a quarterback, to be honest. I mean, he's good. I still think the Lions should take a QB in the draft. I don't, I don't think they're going to this time around. They should. Um, I just, I mean, the Lions, that new head coach, Campbell, man, Dan Campbell, he won this draft uh, with his first major decision as head coach of the Detroit Lions, getting, first of all, Jared Goff, right, just played in, in, a, in a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, a bunch of, a couple first-round picks and a third-round pick this year. And yeah. all they gave up was a quarterback. Now, say whatever you want. I think that's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal flip. For the Lions. And I think Stafford over Goff for the Rams also also is going to put them up as well, to be honest with you. Um, what do, what's your take? What do you think of that trade? It's good for the Rams to have a... Stafford. To have like a semi-vet in Stafford. It's bad for the Lions because Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. For QB purposes, you're talking. But the, QB purposes. But the draft equity they got is the absolutely is, awesome. It, yes. But the quarterback-wise, no. Jared Goff yeah. is not a good quarterback. Well, he's, he's not as good as Stafford, put it that way. I'm just, I'd just say, I'd go as far as to say he's I'd not say a good QB. <laughs> I'd say you're, you're leaning way in. You're like, nah, he's all right. He's not a good QB. <laughs> all right. Um, so that that's really the big, big news that's really been out there. It's been um, confirmed that Matt Ryan and Julio are staying, are staying with Atlanta. Which is which is good, and, and that's honestly what was expected. Part of it, of course, due to cap issues cap reasons but the majority of it of course being dude, these are really great players and mm-hmm. when you put in that kind of scheme like arthur smith is going to run pretty similar to shanny back in 2016 you get an mvp quality quarterback and and if you fill in the right spaces with draft free agency and so on that team's going to be right back in the mix i'm pretty yeah. excited about this coming season and it looks like also like maybe like more than likely deshaun's not going to get traded i don't think he's going anywhere I really don't. Um, Should Houston's wasting his career? Yeah, uh, I mean they they have their. Let me see if I can find this here. I was thinking of something else, but uh, so Houston Texans brought on David Culley as their new head coach, um, and he said he came on, took this position, knowing that Deshaun Watson is going to be his quarterback. So whether that's true or not, or Deshaun's still unhappy, I'm sure he is. I, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think. J.J. Watt is likely going to go somewhere else. But Deshaun Watson, I'm pretty sure, is staying put in Houston. I think... Which is good for Houston. I think Houston could get something good out of um, J.J. Watt just because, like, I know he's not, like, as good as he used to be, and he's older, I'll take him. He's older now, but I think a few teams would still, like, take their shot at him. I'll definitely... I would take him in a heartbeat. Mm. That dude has a motor that doesn't stop. You replace, you replace him um, for... Um, I'll trade it straight up. Him for Dante Fowler. Go. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't take – no one wants Fowler. Fowler's a lot younger. Yeah, no one wants Fowler, though. Yeah, so. Um, some other news, some other stuff we haven't talked about, really. I mean, I know we talked an episode or two ago, uh, probably two episodes ago, about left tackle Anthony Costanzo retiring football from the Colts. Same with Philly Rivers. Uh, center from the Steelers, Marquise Pouncey, also retired. Oh. Um, Greg Olson, tight end, retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Witten, 
tight end, has now officially retired. Uh, he's also just got named a head coach of a high school football team in his area. So that's where he was going after he was done playing, nice. which is awesome. He's paying it back, teaching these younger guys what it's like. Mm-hmm. And then one of my all-time favorite fullbacks, ex-Falcon, Patrick DeMarco, was recently with the Bills ever since he got uh, traded there, or the Bills picked him up, I guess, um, retired from football as well just a couple of days ago. So yeah. to all those guys, fantastic careers. Congratulations. Enjoy your retirement. Uh, football will miss you. <laughs> They're all great players uh, throughout their entire career. So uh, good stuff there. Um, <clears throat> let's talk Super Bowl. Finally. Let's get into it. Finally. All right. Oh. Because Yeah, I know. Ten minutes in, finally Super Bowl. 20 minutes um, in. It's interesting. Let's let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. Uh, Eric Bieniemy did not get a head coaching job. So he will be back after this Super Bowl run again. With the Chiefs as offensive coordinator. Yeah. That is phenomenal for the Chiefs, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it sucks for the process uh, just because of everything around it. He deserves to be a head coach in this league. Um, I'm just surprised that like he he didn't get signed somewhere. I, I, I can't believe it either, to be honest with you. I don't know what it is. Uh, whatever it may be, and I'm not going to jump to any conclusions here. I'm going to leave that go. Um, he should have a job. And, and to be honest with you, I'm going to throw another name in there is offensive coordinator for the Bucks, XQB Byron Leftwich, has done phenomenal things for the Tampa Bay offense and also deserves a look. And he didn't even get a call, to my knowledge. Speaking of which, um, what was his name? Like Brian Schottenheimer or something like that? Uh, Shotty, yeah. Yeah, he got signed by the Jags. Yep. To do something there. Offensive I coordinator, I believe. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. Um, but those, these two there. guys, though, they deserve a shot. To be a head coach in, the, in this football league, yeah. If they do not get one next year, I don't care what needs to happen. Something needs to happen in the NFL to check these processes and have these people check their issues at the door, because it's not it's not okay with the way no. that this is going. <clears throat> um, let's talk about the first clip of COVID hitting the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, two Chiefs players <clears throat> went to get their hair done. Went to get a haircut. And the barber had COVID, I believe. So it's not that anybody's tested positive, but they're now in the protocol for contact tracing. I never read into it. I just saw it. Yeah. One was a wide receiver. What was his name? Demarcus Robinson. Yep. And the other was a lineman, I believe. Defensive player, I believe. Let me see if I can load this into it without the uh, you know, NFL.com deciding to blast audio in my face. Hey, did you know something? Oh my gosh, it's terrible. It auto plays and everything. It's ridiculous. Uh, Put your hand over your mic, just like right? yeah, I know. <laughs> just Demarcus <laughs> Robinson and center Daniel Kilgore are now on the reserve COVID list six days before Super Bowl Fifty Five. What a last name, Kilgore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see what happens with those guys. Hopefully, Robinson's back at least. <laughs> um, He's already been. In I think Kilgore's so. a backup, but. Either way, I mean, you want them all here. You want the, both of these teams at as much of full strength as you can get. Um, yeah, let's talk. What do you want? Let's do. You want to talk offense or you want to talk team? Let's pick a, a topic for today, um, and then we'll, we'll cover the, the other half in the next episode. You want to talk offenses on both teams, or you want to just pick a team and talk about everything? Um. Hmm. Um. Let's talk offense. Okay. I'll choose. Okay. Let's talk offense. Okay. 
these two offenses are built very differently, but they are both equally as potent and strong when it comes to putting points on the board. You have the Fast and Furious Chiefs, and you have the methodical Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Chiefs are fast. They chuck it around. The Bucks, you know, you have Tom Brady at the helm picking defenses apart. Yeah. They can both score, honestly, at will, depending mm-hmm. on what the defense is showing them. Yeah. So you have the young gun, Patrick Mahomes, taking on the old man, Tom Brady. Who's going to have a better game? Who's going to take their team to the promised land? Because they're on the land, but who's going to be the one staying? Chiefs. I know. Mahomes. Is it going to be Mahomes? Because you remember the Super Bowl last year? Yeah. Mahomes didn't really have the greatest game. He had a good game. What are you talking about? He had a good game. But when you look at the rest of his work throughout the whole season, it was not a phenomenal game. Sorry, yes, he, ha- yes, he, yes he had the wasp, right? Where he literally chucked it up as hard as he could, and Tyreek Hill was there. But it, I was you probably don't remember watching that game, do you? Too what much. Game? The Super Bowl last year. Probably not as much detail as you do some games now. I just watched the game. That was it. Yeah. Mahomes didn't have the greatest. Um, I didn't watch a lot of football last year either. Yeah, he, he didn't have the greatest game in general. The The Niners' defense, of course, was fast and furious. Yeah. Uh, you had Bosa and all those guys, and they were coming at him. He was not super accurate. Um, he, he was there when he had to be, uh, but he wasn't strong throughout the entire 60 minutes. Okay. Um, we've seen blips of Tom Brady this year where he looked like Tom Brady's gracious. What in the world are you still doing? But then there's other games where it looked like he was 25 again. There's going to be one factor that's not going to help out the Bucks, and that Tom Brady has never played in a different scheme aside from Belichick's. And we talked about this before and you said that he has played in Super Bowls and have lost, but you know, like, like he's going to be playing under Arian's playbook for this. And I think that could be a kind of a big factor for this. It, it could be. It depends how creative they try to get with it. You know what I mean? Because you got to imagine these two teams have two weeks to prepare for each other. Right? <clears throat> They're looking at every single inch of tape that they can get, every second. And uh, it, it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I do think Mahomes is going to have a better game. I think the Chiefs' defense, and I know we're talking offense here, but the Chiefs' defense is more veteran overall. Yeah. And I think they're going to be able to, to kind of dictate a little more. The Bucks defense is super fast. Uh, they play lights out. They're crazy. But I think the Chiefs' offense more evenly matches that to where they can open things up and, and just get the ball out. I think the best part of this game is when the Chiefs' offense is on the field and the Bucks' defense is on the field. It's going to be pretty nice. I'm, I, I'm Honestly, I think, I think both of these matchups, offense against defense for both teams, it, it, they're very good matchups in general. The better matchup would have been Chiefs and Packers. Um, but I, I think Mahomes is going to have a better game here. I think he's going to be able to luck out, to be honest with you, um, with just making plays happen because of who his who his cast is with Hill and Watkins. Watkins is supposed to be ready. Um, if Robinson comes back, Hardman, Clyde, Tyreek. all those guys. Um, Tyreek, yeah, especially Kelsey. Uh, but when you look at Tom, Antonio Brown's not playing. Oh. So he's got 
Scotty Miller, Godwin, Evans, Gronk, and Brait. The big factor here, again, is going to be Fournette. What is he going to do? Nothing. I think he's going to have a decent game, but I also think the Chiefs' defense is going to be all over the place. I think the two major people that they need to cover Chiefs' defense is Evans and Godwin. Because Gronk's like, he's he's a slow dude. Yeah, right? but he, he can get chunk plays up the seam, which him and Brady have done forever. So no matter what, if they're in a if they're in a third and long situation or a third and short and they want to try to expose the other team, just hit a seam pass to Gronk. And that I mean that's gonna be super popular here. But I think it's gonna be the swing passes to Fournette coming out of the backfield. Um Chiefs are relatively good against the run, so I'm not too concerned about that. It's going to be the screens and then the odd deep balls that Tom still throws. Um, when you look at wide receiver matchups, right, when you compare the wide receiving core, like we just mentioned, all those guys, who are you giving the nod to? Because I honestly think, like, if you look at status and stature in this league, it's almost, yes, the Chiefs have numbers, like so many weapons, Mm-hmm. But when you look at the Bucks and you have Evans, which has been a longtime number one. You have Godwin, which is essentially a number one. You have Scotty Miller, which is perfect for Tom Brady and the way he runs offenses. And then you have the double tight end set between Brady and Gronk. Mm-hmm. On the Chiefs side, right, you have Tyreek, which he's the big he's the big gunner, right? You have Kelsey. Those are the two big guys. And then you got all these other guys that fill in, like Hardman, Watkins, and those guys. Yeah. So when you look at it, do the Bucks really have more firepower? Well, like, not not really. You don't think? They got older guys. That's that's, yeah, that's but a problem though. Old and trusty, honestly. Ev- Evans is still a monster. Evans well, like, is still a beast. Godwin has been having a lot of drop issues this year. He's been dropping balls every game. Yeah, you know, you cannot, Travis Kelsey. On say, the you, <laughs> you cannot do that this weekend if you want to win that football. You got to catch everything Early because the Chiefs' game. defense won't give you a second chance. Spagnolo yeah. and that defense, dude, I am so pumped to watch that defense play in the Super Bowl again. You saw last year the Chiefs' defense got better throughout the postseason. And then when the Super Bowl came, locked it down. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very similar again. Mm-hmm. Um, Offensive line is the big difference, I think. Um, and, of course, I'd Eric, say the Bucks' offensive line is probably better. I think so, too. And, and, and that's going to be the differentiator because the Chiefs, of course, also just lost their starting left tackle, Eric Fisher. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have Mike Remmer that's filling in. The defensive front for the Bucks is stout. They are so good. Mm-hmm. That Chiefs' offensive line... Honestly, if they win this football game, it's going to be because of them. It's not going to be because of Mahomes. It's not going to be because of Hill or Kelsey or the defense. It's going to be that offensive line being able to hold up and contain Vita Vea, Jason Pierre-Paul, Sue, Sue, Shaq Barrett, all those guys up front that are just going to try to bust through. And then you're going to have blitzes coming from everywhere probably. Um, and then you're going to need to get the ball out like, like that. Yeah, which they do well. They do. You know, but that offensive line for the Chiefs is going to be the key difference maker. If they can't hold up, I I don't know if the I don't know if the Chiefs win just for that matter. 
Mm. Honestly, the the Bucks offensive line and defensive line they are built from the trenches out. It's an old school football team in Tampa Bay, and it's not just because Brady's old. It's because the trenches, offensive and defensive lines, are built so well there. Probably the best in football on both sides to be so evenly great at that at that point. It's just insane. Uh, but I'm in, I'm looking forward to seeing what Chris Jones can do against <laughs> against the offensive line because when they played Buffalo last week, um, dude, he was just like throwing people aside because he's so tall, so big. Uh, I don't think he's going to do the same thing here, but he's going to be a disruptor for sure. I saw that Chris Jones says he wants to retire with at least six or seven rings. I know, it's pretty awesome. It's fun because these guys are, they're in media week right now, which is completely different because they're all virtual um, and they're just doing different things. And they're just, it, it's funny because they're just, they're giving each other little tidbits to think about. Just, you know, it's just saying things that you typically would not say. And they're, they're confident, of course, and a little cocky as well. But it's fun to hear. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what these defenses do, honestly. But let's see. So we have – it's funny because you have Andy Reid, right, taking on Bruce Arians, two older head coaches in the league. Then you have Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator, and Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator. Two younger guys in the league have yet to be head coaches. <clears throat> it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. I think these are great matchups. Um, I don't. You, you think there's going to be a ton of points? Oh, definitely. These are got to be. These are the best of the best teams. For me, I know. But a lot of times, you you when you have stout offenses and defenses like the, both these teams do, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't always equate to a big scoring game, mm-hmm. like twenty one seventeen something like. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not. I don't think we're going to see forties. Oh no, they're both they're they're both going to be under forty points. Yeah, I think they're both going to be under thirty. To be honest with you, they'll both be above twenty. Yeah, I, I believe that for sure. Um, yeah, I mean Mahomes is all good. Yeah, Tyreek's good. Brady's good. Evans and Godwin are fine. Everybody, you know, as long as they can stay healthy the next couple of days here, um, I mean, hopefully they're bubbling themselves. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to see some really great offensive play. Really great defensive play. If you had to pick one player on the offense from each team that you think this is going to be a... To win like MVP or something? No, not not really like a star player. But if you would pick one player to say they're going to have a really good game when they're, they're not really expected to. Like if you remember back when, when it was Tampa against Green Bay, I said Scotty Miller is going to have to have a good game. Mm-hmm. I think on the offensive side of the ball, um, for the Chiefs, I mean, to pick one player. Le'Veon Bell. Oh, man, you think so? Yep. Interesting. Be the underdog in this. Interesting. It'd be a, it, I mean, it's good, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I think having him and Clyde back should be able to open things up for that offense a little bit more, too. Um, it's tough. I, I kind of I, I just want to say Kelsey. 
just because I think he's going to play a huge, huge part in this because he's going to have to do those quick slants, quick comebacks where... Well, weren't, wasn't like a question like when like, like most people don't think he's going to have a good game. I know, but when you think of Chiefs, you typically think Mahomes or Tyreek Hill. Because you also think of Kelsey because like, well, he's, a, he's probably the best tight end. Yeah, and when you look at the last time these teams played, right, the Chiefs won barely. Tampa Bay ended up storming back, but Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards receiving in the first half. Yeah. They were just blowing the doors off the building. Um, and then, of course, they locked down in the second half, made a little bit of a comeback. Chiefs still got the win. Uh, all right, so you're telling me i got to pick somebody else. Let's see here. I just had Le'Veon Bell just because, like, like, I know Clyde's going to be there, so they might not use him as much, but I think he's going to get over, like, 100 yards in this game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take my boy Hardman. All right. I'm going to take him because he also has a speed just like Cheetah. Yeah. And they're going to need that big time. Yeah. So he's going to have to come back fearful, uh, fearless and just and just do his thing. What about the what about the Bucks? Bucks. Um I'm going to take Fournette. Oh, uh, okay. Um I think he's going to have to do something special. I'm going to go Fournette too because there's right. like there's no one else on that team. That's like a, that's not like a solid. Scotty Miller. Eh. I, I think he's going to give the the Chiefs defense is going to have some new mixes, new things in the mix to try to try to mess around with Tampa Bay's offense a little bit. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. They're not going to fall asleep like Kevin King did with the Packers. No. Um, he wasn't even in the sleep. He was just in the stadiums watching. I don't know what was happening. You know, here's here's a weird thing. Um, yeah, I mentioned this right when we first started, right? You have new age Mahomes, you know, possibly trying to take the torch from Brady. And at this, in the same game, you potentially have Kelsey from some people like to say, oh, they, a lot of people claim that Gronk is the best tight end ever. That's just incorrect. No, he's not. But taking the torch from Gronk, Kelsey, currently, in the current players of the game, I think he already honestly has as the best tight end in football. And it's literally between him and Kittle these days. Yeah. But it's it's interesting to see how there, there's potentially going to be a bunch of torch passing uh, from old to new, if you will, or used to be dominant to now the most dominant in this football game. I wonder how Mike Tomlin's feeling seeing Le'Veon Bell in a different uniform in a Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Le'Veon Bell just, just said sitting out that year that he did before he ended up going to the Jets helped him reset his body and helped him elongate his career. That's what Deshaun Watson should do. That's tough as a quarterback, though. I mean, you're going to have to set aside like a lot of money, but still. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I, I would do it if I was Deshaun. Yeah. Just to prove like, hey, I don't want to be here. So We'll see. I, you know, I, I think the, the, it's, it, this, this year's different. Because when you looked at San Francisco last year, they were all they were all defense, mm-hmm. right? And the Chiefs again, all offense. Mm-hmm. This year, you have two great offenses, yeah, two great defenses. Mm-hmm. When you, the coaching at each level, offense and defense, all phenomenal on all teams, all sides. It's it's crazy. Mm. I'm super pumped about this game. Yeah, honestly, especially if the Chiefs win. Hopefully it'll be a better game than last year because Shanahan's not a head coach. Well, it's fine. They lost. <laughs> I'm just saying because I know Arians isn't going to just give up 
No, Arians isn't going to make that kind of mistake. Um, well, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I, I want to see what happens over the next couple of days. I, I have because of all the snow stuff lately. I haven't been able to jump into the media days stuff to to grab things that were said to talk about or anything. But I know another thing. These offenses are awesome. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, announced that they're going to start doing college football games again. They did. It's awesome. Yeah, Joey Burrow's upset. Oh. He said he wanted to spend his whole life, he wanted to be on the cover of that thing. And the year after he comes out of college, they're going to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Also, I think the Madden curse is still a thing now. And Mahomes the only one that broke it because Lamar, he had a concussion. And he was a cover star. It's true. Got knocked out immediately. No pun intended because it's not funny. But it's, yeah, it's knocked out of the playoffs, you know. But Yeah. Um. Yeah, crazy stuff, man. Offenses are going to be ridiculous. We're going to come back uh, in a couple Bowl. and say in a couple days, folks, to talk defense. It's a Super Bowl preview, part one. Yes, it is. Um, you should put that in the title. I will <laughs> try to break it down a little more on the defensive side of the ball. But look for these offenses to to just do crazy stuff. Both these teams are great at doing like reverses, double reverses, throwing weird things. You know, um, flea flickers. Underhand yeah, underhand passes, sidearm passes, flea flickers, everything. You're going to see that from both teams, and it's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Maybe not on our arm pass, but... I bet we're going to see something fun. From Mahomes. I just hope everybody's healthy and everybody makes it through the 60 minutes. No injuries. Let's just see who's got the best team that day. That's all, I, that's all I'm asking for. It may seem like a lot, but that would be the best Super Bowl possible. Yeah. Well, that's um, Super Bowl preview part one. Yeah. Um, hopefully everybody else has time to... Uh, Keep checking out what's going on here in the league. And if not, hopefully we're able to bring that to you. Oh, um, I just realized there was one thing that we didn't talk about whatsoever. What? Pro Bowl. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say, pretty sure the NFC won last time I was watching it. Because I didn't. I watched, like, a majority of it. but I, I did not even pay attention to it. Finish it. Because there wasn't yeah. even a game for me to yell at. <laughs> no, there wasn't. <laughs> so. Hit him! Oh, my gosh. Stop just two hand touching. No. Uh, Would you rather watch paint dry or the Pro Bowl? Well, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still football, kind of. It's a it's a version of football, which is, is. fun. But um, <clears throat> yeah, hopefully everybody enjoyed uh, just kind of talking offense today. We're gonna jump into defense here in a couple of days. I'm gonna go probably Friday. We'll probably do the other one. Yeah. Um, just to give the week a little bit more time to go along, we'll definitely know a lot more about these other two that are on the COVID list, if they're going to be out or anything by then as well. Um, so everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah. So from us here at the All Blitz Podcast, I appreciate y'all listening. Thanks for joining in. We'll stay be safe. back here in a couple of days. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Peace out. Peace.